This is a Hot Pie Original. The people that are successful are the ones that are able to manage those scenarios mm. and not let them, you know, completely change their ultimate direction in life. Um, because it's always those, I, again, I say it's, you know, the pivotal moment in your life that changes everything from success to failure. So your ability to, you know, go through that moment, but then regroup and get, you know, back on track, I kind of always say that, is, is the, the make or break period. Amanda Nybert is a registered dietitian specializing in weight loss nutrition. She's an entrepreneur, a fitness enthusiast, and a mom of two. In this episode, we discuss the number one reason why dieters fail and the simple strategies you can implement to permanently lose weight and live a healthy lifestyle. We also talk about her entrepreneurial journey and how she went from wanting to earn an extra $1,000 a month to building a seven-figure company in only a few years. It's time for the It's Freaking Awesome Story of the Week, brought to you by The Festive Kitchen. Every week, we highlight stories of people who went above and beyond and thought about someone else before themselves. Now that is freaking awesome. This week, we're featuring Mark Ormrod, former Royal Marine commander who lost both his legs and an arm when he stepped on an IED in Afghanistan in 2007. Since then, he's been taking on grueling physical challenges to raise money for charities. And just recently, Mark completed a one-kilometer open-water swim across the Plymouth Sound. This swim raised more than $450,000 for Reorg, a charity that helps people from the armed forces and emergency services suffering from physical and psychological trauma by teaching them Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mark turned his personal tragedy into a story of triumph and resilience. He has devoted his life to helping others that have suffered from similar setbacks and encourages them to take charge of their innate potential, living a life with no limits. Thank you, Mark, for inspiring us all. You are freaking awesome. But before we get to my interview with Amanda, right now, I just want to ask you something. Tell me if you know this story. You go out and spend several hundred dollars on a fancy wearable device, hoping that it'll help you achieve your wellness goals, and then it ends up in your sock drawer. Sound familiar? Or how about this? You follow those cookie cutter clickbait health recommendations like walking 10,000 steps a day and all you get is anxious and demotivated when life gets in the way and you can't hit the magic number. It's time for an evolution of expectation and results. That's where AIM7 comes in. AIM7 sets busy people free to live their values every day by building lifelong healthy habits. We use the health data from your Apple Watch to create small, scientific, personalized recommendations for whatever you want to do. Sleep better, increase your energy, reduce your stress, or lose weight. If you're ready to finally unlock the power of your Apple Watch data, then go to www.aim7.com. That's A-I-M-7.com to get early access to our exclusive program. AIM7 starts small and starts with you. Your health data your values to get to your thriving life. Finally, if you're looking for more information and resources to improve your health, well-being, and performance, then sign up for my free high-performance newsletter, Adaptation. Just go to www.ericcorum.com and sign up now. This newsletter is my effort to bring zero-cost, high-performance resources and tools to anyone with the desire to improve. But now, 
It's time to lean in and learn from the best. Well, good morning, Amanda. It's great to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I. Uh, you recently put out a TED Talk that was just fantastic. And you said something in there that was rather startling. You said that half of Americans are dieting at any given time. And the average person will try 50 to 130 different diets over their life. Like, what is going on here? And why are so many people struggling to maintain a healthy weight? Yeah, I mean, I think it, if you ask your friend or family, someone around you is always on a diet. And, you know, I've been in, I've been a registered dietitian for the past 20 years. And I've seen this in my own practice over and over where people are always starting and stopping. And, you know, kind of like I said in my TED talk, I think the number one reason why people fail at long term health and wellness is the all or nothing mindset. Well, let's talk about that because I, I, that was a really critical part of the, of the TED talk. And I thought it was fascinating. So talk about this all or nothing mindset. Yeah. So, you know, we have this notion that in order to be successful, we have to be perfect. And if we're not perfect, then we're not going to see any benefits from it. And so people start out really motivated and dialed in. Uh, January 1st is a, a perfect example of that. Um, when everyone goes on their first diet of the year and, um, you know, things go well um, in the beginning. You have that momentum, you're feeling that progress. And then typically a couple of things happen, you know, whether it be a life event that kind of derails you a little bit where, again, you can't be perfect or maybe you stop feeling or seeing progress. So your motivation kind of <clears throat> reduces and, you know, again, you're not able to be perfect. And so um, in your mind, if you can't do it 100%, then you choose to do nothing at all. It's like, we don't think that making 50% effort or 60% effort, 70% effort is good enough. Mm -hmm. um, so we choose to do nothing. And, and, and I really feel like that this is, you know, ultimately why people fail in the long run um, is because, you know, it's, it's either we're doing it all or we're, we choose to do nothing. You know, it's interesting about that. I was just thinking if we took this mindset to our jobs, like we would all quit after two weeks because there are days or you be fired. Yeah. Or be fired. Cause there are days you go to work and you're like, I just need to survive today. Um, and there's days when you're, you know, you're married, you have a family and you you lay down at the end of the night and you're like, I didn't have my A game today, but you didn't quit. Yeah. No, and I feel like there's really so many areas in our life where we practice progress, not perfection, you know, where we give ourselves grace and we, you know, allow that, you know, flexibility. But for some reason with health and wellness, so many people struggle to find that balance. Hmm. Yeah, I, I personally can understand that. Um, I'll, here's a great example. Last night, uh, I'm here in Austin recording in studio and I go meet a buddy of mine at a jujitsu facility and I'm going to be doing a clinic uh, with my wife for them on Saturday. So he's like, hey, let's eat. And when he said eat, like literally attached to the gym 
was a pizza dive bar and it was beer and pizza. And I was like, man, I've, I've, I've been eating so clean, so healthy. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I literally thought 80, 20, I'm going to have one slice of pizza and I'm going to drink water. And it didn't ruin my life. And I enjoyed that piece of pizza and that was it. You know what I'm saying? But so many people get to this deal like, oh, I've been doing it and it's, it's over with. So you, I think you have this phrase like, well, mine as well. And then you just go off mine the deep well. end. Yeah. And so many people will look at that scenario and, you know, some will say, no, I'm, I'm not going to go and enjoy the company of my friend. I'm not going to go and, you know, have this time together because I want to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so they miss out on those opportunities. Um, and then, you know, others will go and say, well, here I am at a pizza and beer joint and there's no way to make any type of healthy option. So kind of like what you said, might as well, you know, um, versus, I mean, obviously you're in a good headspace. You have great mindset. You know, you live that 80, 20 approach. And so people like us can go in there and say, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, one slice of pizza. I'm going to say no to the beer and I'm not going to beat myself up for it. But for so many others, you know, they're just like, well, I'm going to have four pieces of pizza and I'm going to have four beers and I'm going to start fresh on Monday. Yeah. And then in the whole weekend, it's just like, then it's donuts, then it's this, then it's that. And you're like, oh, it's man. Excuse. Mm. You know, and in my TED talk, I kind of I gave three main takeaways to kind of help break this mindset and this, you know, um, dropping the all or uh, dropping the might as well thinking mm -hmm. and learning to reset immediately was um, um, tip number two. And I use the example of walking into your office with um, a box of donuts. You know, we've all been there. You walk into the workroom, you know, the break room, there's fresh hot donuts. You know, you say to yourself, donuts don't currently align with my health goals, so I want to avoid them. Temptation gets greater. You have a few. And for so many people, this is a, a definitive moment in their journey. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most will say, well, I've blown it. Might as well. You know, I love this is my key phrase. Might as well eat like an asshole for the rest <laughs> of the day because I, I've already blown it. Um, and in reality, those one or two, three or four donuts did not make or break your success. It's ultimately what you chose to do after the donuts that really does. Mm. And once you realize that and your ability to kind of regroup immediately is when you create the most important thing for long-term health and wellness. And that is consistency. A, a term that you also use for these types of random scenarios is flex meal, not mm -hmm. cheat meal. Like what's the psychological difference and what is the real difference between a flex meal and a cheat meal? Yeah, I mean, it's super important the way that you, you know, um, view the things that you're doing in your life. I think a cheat meal feels wrong. It feels, you know, like you're cheating, which is bad. You yeah. know? We don't cheat on our, our spouses. We don't cheat on our best friends. You know, um, why should we cheat on our diet or health and wellness? And so I encourage my clients to view it as a flex meal. Um, my, my tip number one of breaking the all or nothing mindset, 
um, is learning the 80-20 approach, mm-hmm. progress, not perfection. 80% of the time, you're fueling your body based on the way you wish to feel and the results you aim to achieve. And 20% of the time, you're living your life with zero regret or remorse around the foods that you eat. And so when you look at it as a flex meal, it feels like it fits. Mm. It feels like you, you know, this is something that you planned for. This is your 20% versus when you view it as like a cheat meal, it feels naughty. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like you're doing something bad. And that 20% should never feel bad because whenever we, we associate, you know, um, regret and remorse and, you know, kind of those negative feelings around the choices in which we make, then again, we're just beating ourselves up. Yeah. I, uh, you're probably the only weight loss dietitian out there that teaches people how to make spicy margaritas on her Instagram. By the way, your Instagram's fantastic. If you're not following her, you definitely need to follow her. Great um, uh, ideas for how to live this out daily. There's uh, You have awesome recipes on there. But when I saw that, I was like, I really like Amanda uh, because I like spicy margaritas. But it's this... It can't consume you completely or else you're not a human being. And then nobody wants to hang out with you. Um, So we've talked about tip number one and tip number two. What's tip number three? So tip number three is to simply always do something. Mm. And really, again, what I've seen in my career over the last 20 years is, is people, when they get overwhelmed, when they get discouraged, they just completely give up. They do nothing. Um, and, you know, I always say you can never completely give up on your health and wellness. You always have to do something. So when you're feeling overwhelmed and you just are having trouble starting, pick one thing mm. to accomplish for the next week, the next month. And then once that, you know, habit, that, that um, you know, trait becomes more second nature, add something else you know, to that. And it's really building on it habit over habit over the long run that creates, again, long-term sustainable change. I just, I just kind of launched a challenge for the rest of 2021. We have seven months left in the year. And um, I'm challenging my followers to, um, you know, pick one goal in June and implement that one goal. And then in July, we're going to pick a second goal. So we're going to do two goals, you know, and it may be, you know, drinking more water or taking more steps, something very simple that they can do 80% of the time. My goal is by the end of the year that, you know, my clients, my followers are doing seven healthy things consistently. And then by that time, they'll be well on their journey for health and wellness. Yeah, because you have to take an action. And when you make it a habit, then you don't think about it anymore. And that's That's a brilliant idea. I love, I just love your mindset around all this. Um, So what, what are some tips that you have for people that are living a very busy lifestyle for how they can cook healthy meals? Like what is your strategy for like, let's say you're at home, like cooking healthy meals. Do you recommend meal prepping? Do you recommend like making a menu for the week? Like, we all think, you know, we're all busy people. How do you make this something that's easier for you to do on the go while you're moving fast? 
Yeah. I mean, there's so many different strategies mm-hmm. that you can implement and you kind of have to figure out what works best for you. I do. I always say healthy eating takes effort. It's not effortless. You know, running through the drive through you know, two or three times a day is effortless. So if you want to establish that, that habit of healthy eating, you've got to put forth some effort. But hopefully you can find some strategies that make that effort kind of less in the long run. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things that I recommend to kind of make, again, healthy eating a little bit more effortless is number one, create a master meal list. Sometimes the hardest part about sitting down and thinking about what you're going to cook is remembering what you cook, you know? (laughs) So having a list of even just 10 to 15 meals that you love and your family love can really help you, again, on Sunday night, say, you know what? We're going to make Brenner breakfast for dinner. We're going to do tacos. We're going to do stir fry, you know, boom, boom, boom. You don't have to think about what your family likes, you know, what, what's healthy. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, so making that master meal list can be really helpful. And then I encourage my clients because I feel like a lot of times people will say, well, I got bored. I got bored. You know, nobody ever gets bored of hamburgers and French fries. No. But we get bored of, you know, healthy food. Uh, it always cracks me. I think it's a cop out. But yep. ultimately... Um, my next suggestion is, well, if you find that you get bored and you need variety, then consider trying one new recipe a week. That's 52 new recipes a year. And it may be a hit and it may be a flop. All right. So you may make a recipe and the entire family loves it. All right. Put it on your master list. You just added a new recipe that you know everyone loves. You may make a recipe and everyone ends up eating peanut butter and jelly. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Not every recipe is going to work. So, you know, you throw that one out, you never make it again. So that's another way that you can kind of look for variety um, within the foods that you're cooking. And then, you know, healthy eating doesn't have to be hard. I think that it is way healthier to go home, boil some pasta, brown some beef, throw in a jar of marinara sauce and steam some broccoli than it is to run through and and again, grab fast food. Mm -hmm. Just the simple act of cooking at home makes it healthier because you control the ingredients, you control the portions. And, you know, so many people are like, oh, well, you know, I can't eat pasta. It's not good for me. And so we have all these kind of food rules. And I promise every meal that you're possibly cooking at home, it it probably is healthier than you think it is, or there's a way to make it a little bit healthier. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, take those tried and true, you know, recipes that you grew up on that home cooking that you think may not be the best option and find ways that you can tweak it. Maybe using a leaner cut of meat, maybe adding more vegetables, you know, simple shifts like that. So don't overthink healthy eating. It doesn't have to be that hard. I love it. You have a personal story about, you know, you were doing everything right. And then you went to the doctor and you got some surprising blood results. You want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, my, my journey, I I used to call, I used to work in a hospital setting um, as a clinical dietitian. And I've after this kind of uh, my own personal journey, I used to call myself the renegade dietitian because <laughs> I kind of like t- taught everything different than what most dietitians or what most doctors were saying. 
Um, and it was my um, issue with high cholesterol. I had just had my daughter um, about eight months prior to my doctor's visit. I had lost all my baby weight. I was eating a low fat, hard, healthy diet. I, I was doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, my cholesterol was over 300. And my doctor wanted to put me on medication at 32 years old. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm eat, you know, I'm eating a heart healthy diet. What's the deal? And so I asked her to give me six months to see if I could, you know, fix the situation on my own. And 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 I left there and I started to do a lot of research and and you know, really ultimately what I learned is since the development of the first set of nutritional guidelines, you know, the food guide pyramid, mm-hmm. um, you know, the overall health of Americans has not improved. It's actually significantly declined. And that was really the first time that we um, created nutritional guidelines around the fear of macronutrients. And so it was the fear of fat, you know, it was the low fat, low calorie diet was good for you. Um, And so at the time I was eating basically no fat. I always say I carried spray butter with me everywhere in fat-free ranch. Um, And it was really ultimately this imbalance that I had in my diet. Cause when I cut all the fat, I was eating a ton of carbs and sugars. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I created better balance in my diet, adequate, healthy fats, adequate carbohydrates, you know, good protein, I went back six months later and my cholesterol was under 200. So it really kind of taught me, you know, I, I was like, well, I can't go back to the hospital and continue to teach this low fat diet you know, to my patients. So it really kind of um, solidified the value of creating, again, balance, you Mm. know, in your food choices. Wow. I I really love that story because, you know, my career has been, has been built on being a renegade. And when I heard that, I was like, I, I love this. Like, you know, just because, you know, there's a consensus on a topic at the time does not mean it's right. And uh, science changes because our knowledge is updated and, and you have to be very discerning about how sci- how papers are being funded and all that kind of stuff. We won't get into that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. And I don't want to start a conspiracy theory podcast. Um, but you, let's kind of shift into the the business that you develop because there's two stories here. Like your your personal nutrition journey. And then, and then like you then decided, you know what, I want to start helping others. What, you know, what was your initial goal? Why did you start Amanda Nybert Nutrition? You know, so I, like I said, I've, I've worked in the clinical space as a weight loss dietitian for 16 years. Um, I was 39 years old. I was about to turn 40, which was kind of like a milestone birthday. Um, and I was just kind of thinking like how, you know, unfulfilled I was kind of professionally in my career. Um, I was in a career where there was no ability for advancement. There was no ability for, um, extra revenue. You know, I I could work as little as I wanted or as hard as I wanted and the reward would be exactly the same. And, uh, you know, I knew that if I didn't make a shift at that moment, then I was going to be doing the same thing I was doing 20 years from now. And I decided that if I could create an extra thousand dollars income a month, um, that would give me an extra twelve thousand dollars a year. And what I really kind of wanted 
to do was travel. I mm-hmm. wanted the ability to take one or two fabulous vacations a year um, and not be financially strapped in order to do that. And so I created this kind of like little, you know, um, goal model. And um, I was going to do it with working with clients virtually, creating kind of my own practice. And, um, you know, needless to say, I (laughs) exceeded those goals. Um, Never in my wildest dreams when I set those goals did I think I would, um, you know, double, triple, quadruple my salary within six months. Never in my life did I think that I would actually leave my full-time job within 12 months. Mm. And then here I am, you know, three or four years later with a, um, you know, multiple seven-figure business. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick second to thank one of our awesome sponsors. Let's talk about the snack that's freaking addicting. It's freaking awesome. Well, it is freaking awesome, but that's actually the name of the snack. It's freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome is a nosh snack bag, a sweet, salty, crunchy snack with a kick. This snack has corrupted the palates of NCAA athletes to 87-year-old grandmothers. So if you have a road trip coming up or there's someone you want to tell they're freaking awesome, then order now online at itsfreakingawesome.com. It tastes as cool as it sounds. Brace yourselves. You'll be ordering frequently for your monthly freaking fix. The good news is now they have a freaking monthly subscription. It's Freaking Awesome is dedicated to snacking it forward. Each pouch features one of our fallen heroes and 30 cents from every unit sold is donated to Carry the Load, a charity founded by Clint Bruce, benefiting those who have given the ultimate sacrifice in our military, firefighters, police, and rescue personnel. Available online at itsfreakingawesome.com. That's I-T-S-F-R-E-A-K-I-N, awesome.com. I love it. I just love how you had these very moderate aspirations to go travel. And then this whole thing just started to blow up. Why do you think it's been so successful? You know, I think um, the reason why I've been successful is because people connect with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think that they truly see me living this 80-20 lifestyle Um, they see that I'm not perfect. I really, you know, I'm like, if you're looking for perfect, I'm not your girl. (laughs) Um, they, we want to drink cocktails together. We want to find balance. We want to be healthy, but we also want to enjoy our life. And so I think that that's, you know, really what's drawn people to work with me is that, you know, they're like, listen, I'm not going to give up my spicy margaritas forever. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up my weekends on the lake. So I need you to help me to learn how to find that balance. Um, so I think that that's probably the number one reason why um, my business has, you know, grown. And social media has helped you share that message. Yeah, you know, I um, 100% use social media to grow my um, my business. You know, I. In the beginning, I used zero paid ads. I had, I didn't have an office. I didn't have a website. Mm. I didn't have anything. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just got on social media and just started putting out nutritional information, content that I hoped would be valuable um, to people. You know, if you go into some of these like marketing classes, these business classes, they'll tell you like give a little, but make them pay for more. And I really suck at that. <laughs> I just give everything to everybody. 
And then typically what it comes down to is that, you know, at the end of the day, they know what to do. They just struggle to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I help them with. You know, I keep them accountable. I help them, you know, get back on track when they're off track. I help them make adjustments, you know, as needed. And, And I think that that's true for most people. You know, we all know that you can't live on hamburgers and french fries and, right. you know, soda every day. But we struggle to develop the, the habits um, within our daily life um, in order to prevent living on, you know, hamburgers and french fries every day. Yeah, it's like you, you give people the information they need. I do the same thing on Instagram, but people still need a program. Like they need an organ, like a way to organize all this information. And uh, like I've been following you and I get great. Like I'll save these recipes. I'm like, oh, that's great. But then like you could follow a chef and they could be dropping all these recipes. But eventually like you're like, I would really like a book for this, for this. So they have the cookbook, right? So, um, yeah, I just love how you share your story, your life. And it's very authentic and real. Like, hey, like you took a vacation to Arizona recently and you're like, I hiked in the morning and then I had a really great meal every single night. And then guess what? When I got back, I was a few pounds heavier and it was, uh, you know, inflammation. And then by the end of the week, I was back to my normal self. And you're like, huh, I can relate to that. And so many people try to like portray this unrealistic world. And I just really appreciate how authentic you are. Um with that. And I, I can see why people are attracted to, to what you're offering. You are not only a successful entrepreneur, but you're a mother of two, right? And you've been married for how many years now? 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> we just celebrated our 20 year anniversary. That's what we were out in Arizona for. Congratulations. How do you, uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word balance, but how are you holding it all together? How do you make sure that like you got this thriving business, but that you're also a present mom and then your marriage, like what's the secret to all this? Well, you know, nobody's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm probably a lot better with my health and wellness than I am as a wife and a mother. So, you know, we all have our strengths, but um, you know, again, I kind of use the same approach with regards to like, you know, progress, not perfection. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think communication is key and that's what I really value with my relationship with my children and my relationship with my husband. Um, we have huge open lines of communication and I think that that's what makes us so successful. Mm. You know, um, we're not afraid to tell each other how we're feeling or what we need, um, in order to, you know, improve our relationships or our daily lives. And, you know, that works best for us. Hmm. Um, and then we try to have a lot of fun, hmm. you know, um, I don't, you know, my kids are, you may think that my kids sit down and eat chicken and broccoli every night. And I'm like, no, they pretty much live on, you know, hot Cheetos and Oreos. <laughs> so again, it's recognizing, you know, your battles that yes. you want to fight and the ones you don't want to fight. Um, and knowing that kind of in the long run, it, it will all go well. Yeah. You want to model good behavior, but you also don't want your kids to, there's a fine line, especially like, you know, like exercise, right? So like we do jujitsu as a family, but I don't want to force, uh, like one of my kids is like crazy nut job, five-year-old that will like, all he does is watch sports on TV and practice baseball all day long. That's just what he wants to do. 
The other one's a yeah. creator, right? Like he just wants to build and create, but I want to help that my, my, my oldest son also ha- like learn to enjoy exercise. And I told him, I was like, listen, if you're going to be part of this family, you're going to do something. You yeah. choose what it is. And he's like, well, I want to do this for exercise. I'm like, great, let's do that. And we'll support you. Just like, we're also going to help you grow spiritually. We're also going to help you grow relationally, but you it, ultimately at the end of the day, your kids have to take ownership for that. But, um, um, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that because it's something I think about consistently now as an entrepreneur, like I've got to grow this thing and it takes a lot of hard work. Like there is no such thing as passive income. That's no. a lie. <laughs> no. And no. if you, it, but you also, the, your family can slip really easily and your relationships yeah. can slip. So thank you for sharing that. Well, and that's why I said, you know, I maybe I actually may be a lot better at health and wellness and entrepreneurship than I am, <laughs> you know, family life. Because it, over the last four years, I have like completely just immersed myself into growing my business mm-hmm. and, you know, building that. And and my justification was, you know, if I opened a restaurant, I would be there 24 yeah. seven, I would be making sure everything was, you know, perfect and running and you know, you kind of put in the grind in the beginning to then get it to a point where it's running on its own. So um, my goals in the new year, actually, the pandemic did me well. Hmm. Um, A, I was already um, positioned on a um, virtual business. Mm-hmm. So um, I thrived during that that time period. And it forced me to slow down. You know, hmm. I had overscheduled myself. I was traveling a time. And so um, ever since then, I feel like I've found a little bit better balance. But that's really my goal in 2021 So to actually work less <laughs> and um, relax more. That's a great goal. So how do you protect your time? You know, I, I, I try to... Um, you know, block off. I, I mean, again, with your own business, especially in the, the space that I work, the virtual space, growing my business through social media, it's 24 seven, you know? And so a lot of times, you know, now I really try to protect my Saturdays and Sundays, mm. you know, don't look at your email, you know, stay off um, the business stuff, use that time to, for myself and my family. Mm. So even just kind of time blocking, you know, um, times where I'm not engaging in kind of work activities. Um, but sometimes it's easier said than done because I'm a person that it's really hard for me to like lay on the couch and relax. I lay on the couch and say, dang, I could be going, I could be answering 20 emails right now. Mm. You know? Um, and so it's almost like, you know, it's hard for me to do that. So I also try to stay active because if I can get out and, you know, hike and go to the lake and pool and paddleboard, then at least I'm doing something that doesn't make me think I should be doing work related stuff versus being lazy. But sometimes being lazy is okay. (laughs) Yeah. You and I are kindred spirits. Uh, (laughs) My wife is like, Eric, do you always have to do something? I'm like, if I don't, I'm going to go nuts. Um, But that's just, you know, we're all made differently. So I ask every one of my guests, what does high performance mean to you? So what does that mean to you, Amanda? You know, high performance to me means feeling my absolute best, feeling the most energetic, feeling the most clear headed, 
um, feeling the most rested, you know, and, and kind of being able to engage in all activities, you know, at, at an upper level. Hmm. I love that. I love I, the feeling of, of ultimately people want to feel good. Yeah. And if yeah. you can help somebody feel good or you can feel good yourself, I think everything else, like you have more energy, you, you can, you can apply yourself in other areas and, and be more present in a lot of different ways. So what habits? And I don't think a uh, lot of people, sorry to interrupt. I don't think a lot of people um, understand the importance of that. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I do uh, with my clients in Lean, Living Energized and Nourished, is at the end of seven weeks, before they assess their progress, I make them list out all the things that they feel over the last seven weeks um, in a positive way. like. You know, I'm sleeping better. I feel less bloated. I have more energy. My skin is clearer. Kind of all of those, um, I call them non-scale victories. Mm. Because the moment they step on the scale and they see their progress, they're either going to be elated and they're going to remember all of those good feelings because the number reflects what they think it should be. Or they're going to step on the scale and they're going to be disappointed and none of that matters. And they don't remember any of those things. And when I can get people to recognize the value and importance of feeling better and what that creates, like that spiral effect, then the real success, the the real Mm -hmm. transformation begins. So some, again, I don't think that people recognize the value of um, that feeling on a daily basis. That's brilliant. That is a. Gr- I think we should all check in with ourselves like that, uh, maybe monthly, and just I just monthly. wrote in a monthly check in uh, to yeah. just just assess yourself and be like, how do I feel? What are the things I've progressed in? So uh, I use uh, objectives and key results for our business. And that's really helpful when you do that quarterly. And it's something I'm probably going to start doing for myself quarterly because it's like, you know, I use, I also use this thing, the full focus planner. It's been really helpful for me. And like some, I just have my big three for the day and you can finish your day and you have all these things on your checklist, but maybe I didn't get down here, but if I got these three things done, man, I feel great about myself and I can close the books on the day and be like, great job, Eric. Otherwise, you're just going to always be, it's, it's easy to get into a self-defeating mentality. Yeah. You're just grinding it out yeah. day after day <laughs> and not seeing the wins in, you know, your, your daily activities for sure. No, that's awesome. So, And I think ultimately when you come down to assessing how you feel kind of at the end of the month, you know, what I, what I tell people, cause we do like habit tracking and you know, all sorts of things to, again, to kind of keep you consistent, you know, that 80, 20 Mm -hmm. is at the end of the month. It's like, if you get there and you're like, I feel like crap, then you can kind of look back and say, Mm -hmm. well, I feel like crap because I did the things that matter half the time. Mm -hmm. I was 50, 50, you know, or I love this exercise because sometimes there's just that one thing that you failed to focus on. So maybe you did 20 things right all month long, but you didn't prioritize your sleep. Mm. And at the end of the month, you know, you feel like crap and it's solely because of your sleep. And sometimes things are outside of your uh, control. Life happens. And you could look back and be like, 
there's no way I could have prevented that. You get in a car wreck. Like, what are you going to do about it? Well, you're just going to get up. You're going to start doing rehab and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, like uh, a loved one passes away. That's yeah. life. Like, and you can't beat yourself up. You should mourn those things. And you're, you know, I, we track wellness in AIM 7. I've been tracking wellness with athletes for years. And like the, the thing I've always come up, I've come up with is life's messy. There wow. is no like. Nobody's ever going to do this their entire life on their on their mental health and well-being. It's going to go up and down and up and down. And the key is, is like knowing when the downs happen and, and then having something that you can do to bring it back up, whether it's your social connection, loved ones that come around you or your mindset to get out of it. Yeah, no. And I mean, it, it, it is the people that are successful are the ones that are able to manage those scenarios mm. and not let them, you know, completely change their ultimate direction in life. Mm. Um, because it's always those, I, again, I say it's, you know, the pivotal moment in your life that changes everything from success to failure. Mm. So your ability to, you know, go through that moment, but then regroup and get, you know, back on track, I kind of always say that is, is the, the make or break period. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So what outside of eating healthy, what are, what are some habits or practices that you've adopted to help you stay performing at a high level? Well, you know, me and you, we're, we're right on the same level. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I work with a lot of women that are, you know, going through premenopause and postmenopause, you know, as we age. I mean, I'm 44, no spring chicken over here. Um, and I think that a lot of times, you know, we're so focused on what we eat and how much we exercise that we don't see the value in everything else. Mm. And I'm here to tell you, um, number one, your sleep matters more than probably anything that you're doing. So optimizing your sleep is so important. It's important for me. It's something that I, you know, really stress for my clients, um, you know, getting quality sleep, getting, you know, good recovery, I think is important. Um, stress management, you know, that cortisol, insulin and cortisol, those are your top fat storing hormones in the body. Mm. Insulin, we address with food. Cortisol, we address with sleep, we address with stress management. Um, so, you know, managing um, your stress, which I think is potentially the hardest thing that we have to do. Mm. You know, it's really easy to create a balanced diet. It's hard, you know, to manage your stress um, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are two key things that I think are important. I think daily movement is key. Um, you know, I, I, I made a very controversial reel the other day that was like, sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. And people were like, how can you say that, that, you know, sitting has, is nowhere near as bad as smoking. Oh uh, yeah, reality, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. You know, and I'm glad that that hit you because if you're sitting all day long, it's super detrimental to your health. So we don't have to be like in the gym, you know pressing 200 pounds, we got to be moving. You know, we got to create that daily activity. No, and you're not wrong body. about that. The research shows that you're right. It's just a hard reality. Yeah. It is a hard reality. So it's really kind of like that full lifestyle, you know, um, alcohol, I think is a, a big issue, you know, and I think that 
alcohol impacts people in so many different ways. But I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is how much alcohol impacts your sleep. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a vicious cycle, you know? Um, and, and it's, so it's really about bringing kind of everything together 80% of the time. I love it. So is there anything that you're learning or diving into right now to grow yourself? Like, do you read books? Do you listen to podcasts? Like, is there something that you're learning right now? Maybe it's business. I don't know. Like, how are you growing personally? Nonstop. You know, some people go to the beach and read romance novels. <laughs> I go to the beach and, and read nutrition, you know, books and, and listen to podcasts and things like that. So I'm constantly learning, constantly evolving, you know, with regards to um, the things that I recommend. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm super interested in kind of micronutrients and the impact of things like magnesium and sodium. Um, so learning a lot about, you know, supplementation, I'm not a huge fan of supplementation. I think whole foods should be our base, but, mm -hmm. um, I do realize that there's things in, in, um, our environment that are, um, reducing our ability to, um, absorb and utilize micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. So, um, doing a lot of research on that. I, I definitely have a, an entrepreneurial spirit as well. Um, you know, launching a wellness platform called Spring, which is where hopefully I can help other wellness professionals like me, dietitians, um, you know, chiropractors, personal trainers, create scalable group-based programs. So mm. kind of teaching them my method um, of that group-based approach and, um, you know, showing them how to implement that in their own genre whether it be women's wellness, whether it be hormone balance, whether it be, you know, diabetes, uh, weight loss. Um, so those are the two big things that I've got going on. And then obviously, you know, my baby, lean, living, energized, and nourished, always trying to continue to grow that space too. So where can people find lean? Is it just, where can they, if they want to get on your program and get started, where can they find it? You'll find all the information about my program on my website, amandanybert.com. Mm -hmm. um, but like you mentioned, I am like so active on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. my favorite platform. And there's lots of links from Instagram to my my program. But um, it's just, I think, the best place to kind of follow along and, and get some tips that you can apply on your own. And mm -hmm. then if you're struggling and you feel like you need more support and accountability then you can kind of sign up for the, the real deal. That's awesome. And spring, you can also find on your Instagram account. There's a link to that. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So if you're a health and wellness professional um, and you're interested in kind of, you know, learning that, that group technique and mm -hmm. the scalable business model. Yes. Check out spring. It's spring without the I S P R N G. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Did you get that .com on that one? We did. There we you did. go. It's so hard now. That's why you're it seeing so like hard. these crazy names and stuff. Like everything's got an L-Y, like whatever, Dotly, you know, because it's Dotly. impossible. Yeah. And they're going to charge you, thousand, you know, hundred grand to get the, the dot com. But Amanda, it was fantastic having you on the show today. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. And I'm just very thankful that you came on. And um, I, if, if you're looking for help uh, with your with your nutrition, you should definitely check her out. Thanks so much, Eric. It's been awesome. If today's podcast enriched your life in any way, please support The Blueprint by doing one of the following. 
If you're listening on an audio platform like Apple or Spotify, please subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, please leave us a five-star review and any feedback you desire. Your feedback is tremendously valuable. Finally, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave us some feedback and also subscribe. We'd love to know how we can improve the show and which topics that you are loving. And thanks for joining me, and I look forward to engaging with you across all of our platforms. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.